What is going on, everybody? I hope you are all having a great day today. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast, and this is the seventh episode of the season, and I'm excited to continue on this journey of making you all, and myself, better fantasy players. Today, I'll be covering my five biggest quarterback busts. Busts are guys that we expect to not meet their ADP expectations. They're guys who we believe won't perform like fantasy drafters are expecting them to. So wherever they're being drafted, whether it's number one or number 10, we don't think that where they're being drafted is worth their draft price and that there's better options around or there's just a better, somewhere better to go than where they're being, like the place they're being drafted at the end of the day. These aren't guys that are necessarily bad quarterbacks at all. It's just where they're being drafted in fantasy football, we just don't think that they're going to do well as well as where they're being drafted. So... With that, let's get into the NFL news, but for the first time on the podcast through seven episodes, there's no big NFL news since Darius Geis was released from the Washington football team. So let's jump right in. So my number five biggest bust for this year is Phillip Rivers. So Phillip Rivers this year went from the Chargers, who he's played with his whole career, back to the, or to the Indianapolis Colts. But from 2018 to 2019, Philip Rivers, as he's getting older, had some serious regression come, and I'm worried that he won't hold up at his age and in a new offense. So his completion percentage dropped from 68.3 to 66% last year, which is not a big drop-off, but decline is never good, especially with an aging quarterback. But here are the concerning numbers. So his touchdowns went down from 32 in 2018 to 23 last year. And his interceptions went up from 12 to 20 last year, which is not good. Also, Phillip Rivers was ranked 22nd in fantasy points per game last year, even though he had two 1,000-yard receivers in Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, and he had Austin Eckler, who had 993 receiving yards last year. That's three guys with almost 1,000 yards, and Phillip Rivers was ranked 22nd in fantasy points per game because he played the whole season, and he finished as 15th overall among all quarterbacks. And this year, he's going to be 39 years old. He has zero rushing floor with a career average of a whopping three rush yards per game. There's just no upside with him. He's in a new offense. He has to learn something new, even though he's played with the head coach Frank Reich before and produced well in that system. But he's still going to be learning a new playbook, new terminology, and all of that. Going on at 39 years old and going to a new team in an offseason like this. And no matter what, he has, yes, he has great weapons. He has an awesome offensive line. He has guys like Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, and Naeem Hines behind him in the backfield while having like Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, all these guys that are seem like they'll be solid options this year in the passing game, but they're never going to be what he had in with the Chargers, with Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Antonio Gates back in the day. Phillip Rivers has never been a great fantasy quarterback, and he's turning 39. He regressed last year, and he has a worse receiving core. There's just no way that he can really produce that well, especially with a good defense that's not going to force them to throw the ball a whole ton. And in the new offense, they're probably not going to want to throw a lot with an older quarterback, especially when they have an elite offensive line. And they have three solid running backs that can really get the job done in the backfield. So why throw it so many times? So that's why I think that Phillip Rivers really this year is going to be a huge bust. Even though he's not being drafted in a lot of leagues, 
But in deeper leagues, I just don't think Philip Rivers is worth anything because he has zero upside this year. And his floor really isn't that high. So going on from that, my number four is Drew Locke. So Drew Locke, one of the reasons I don't like him is he's one of... The Broncos are one of five teams with a one-star rated schedule in Fantasy Pros. And a one, the schedule ratings are from one star to five stars. Five stars being an awesome schedule and one star being an absolutely brutal schedule. So with him having a brutal schedule this year, it's going to be tough for him to produce anyway. And then last year, he only started five games and he really didn't produce that well in five games. He passed for over 210 yards, 210 one time in five games. That's when he had 309 yards against the Texans. He only threw for seven touchdowns in those five games. There's not much of a rushing for as he ran for only more than 15 yards once. They also have a super good defense and they're expected to be more run heavy with head coach Vic Fangio focusing on defense and the ground and pound. Yes, they have Pat Shermer. Yes, they added Melvin Gordon, KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy to go with Court and Sutton, the second year of Noah Fant. There's some good weapons there, but considering how he produced last year, I just don't think that he really has it this year. Some people has him as a guy that's a big sleeper, and he could break out. He could. It's his second year. He could have a huge year, but I just don't see it. But there's also been people, because Drew Locke has a big arm, comparing him to Patrick Mahomes, a guy coming into his second year and then just absolutely lights it up. But he's not Patrick Mahomes because there was reports before Patrick Mahomes' 2018 breakout season that he was just lighting everybody up in practice his first year. And we haven't heard anything like that about Drew Locke in his first year, even though he had a thumb injury that that held him out. I just don't see the up... uh, Yes, sorry, excuse me. Drew Locke does have a lot of upside, but he didn't produce last year. He has a bad schedule this year with a good defense where they won't have to throw a lot. I just don't see where their production is going to come from this year. So my number three is a guy that I might get some flack for because he's been one of the most solid fantasy quarterbacks in his, for his entire career, and that's Drew Brees. So first of all, but not a big deal, is he's a two-star two star schedule out of five, which is below average. So he's one of 10 teams that have a two-star, two-star schedule or worse. But he's being drafted in fantasy right now as the QB 10. That's a problem for me because nine out of the top 10 fantasy QBs last year at the finish rushed for an average of 20 yards a game. Drew Brees has never averaged anything close to 20 rush yards a game. So if nine out of 10 QBs last year rushed for that much, that means there's only one player that could fit into that. I'm not saying that this year the same exact thing is going to happen. Fantasy is different. But Drew Brees is also turning 41 this year. Yes, Taysom Hill is also there to help vulture some touchdowns, maybe throw some, catch some, I don't know. But that also worries me. But I'm not saying that Drew Brees is going to be a a bad quarterback. I think the Saints have one of the best chances of anyone to win the Super Bowl this year. And I don't think Drew Brees is just going to fall off a cliff and be terrible. But he's being drafted as the QB 10. And I just hate that he's being drafted there especially when there's guys with a lot more upside going after him, like Matthew Stafford, who was the QB6 in points per game last year before he got hurt. Tom Brady, who's getting a huge upgrade in weapons, having guys like Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Gronk, OJ Howard, maybe even Ronald Jones, Sean McCoy to catch passes out of the backfield. And what could be an elite offense, and especially with a system like Bruce Arians. Cam Newton, 
who's been a top five fantasy QB in every single year that he's played all 16 games. He was a top eight, he was top eight in points per game in seven out of his eight seasons. Guys like Daniel Jones, who have a ton of weapons. And these guys are all being drafted after Drew Brees. You're getting them at a lower cost than Drew Brees. And these are guys that all have a lot more upside. Yeah, Drew Brees has a lot of weapons. Yeah, he could be great. But I just think that with the rushing numbers and where he's being drafted at his given price, I just don't think it's worth it. And that's why he's a bust for me. I think he's going to be a solid quarterback this year. I just don't think he's worth the QB 10 value in fantasy. So going on from that, let me get into my number two bust for this year. And that's Ryan Tannehill. I know there's some guys in here listening to this that are probably like, Ryan Tannehill, like he was the number two QB in fantasy last year after he took over. He could be awesome this year. But I think he's just bound for regression. I'm not saying that he's just going to be a a bad quarterback this year. I just think for how much he overproduced last year, he's really going to have to come down a lot. So last year, he had a 7.7 touchdown rate, which is only behind Lamar Jackson last year, which is ridiculous because most QBs only throw around like a 5% touchdown rate in a normal year. And 5% to 7% is a huge increase in touchdowns over the course of the year. Next thing that really, really worries me with Tannehill is they averaged only 27 pass attempts per game last year, which is last in the NFL. You never want to be drafting a quarterback that's last in the NFL in pass attempts per game. It's just not good, and it's just they have to be super efficient like Tannehill was for them to be able to produce. And could he do that again? Absolutely. But the chances of that are pretty low when he's only throwing the ball an average of 27 pass attempts a game. And I think the other thing, especially when you're drafting quarterbacks in fantasy, you want guys that are going to really throw the ball a good amount. And yeah, you can take guys that throw lower, but you need the upside of guys that are going to throw a lot of passes. And when the offense is not centered around Tannehill and it's centered purely around Derrick Henry, who doesn't catch passes, that really caps Tannehill's upside. And what he did last year is his absolute ceiling. And I just think that this year he's bound to regress, especially last year when he averaged 9.6 yards per attempt, which is over two and a half yards above his career average. And it's not like he's playing with like the best receiving core in the NFL. They have A.J. Brown, who I think is going to be an absolutely awesome wide receiver in the NFL for a long time. And I I think this is something from a future podcast. I think Johnny Smith could have a big year this year. But they have one, maybe two guys that are going to be big producers. And when you're relying on those guys in the past game for Tannehill to produce, it just gives you a very, very, very narrow window of production. And that's why I think Tannehill is a bust. Yes, he has a lot of upside because of what he did last year. But he has a very, very narrow way to get there. And I think that I'd like to bet my money on him not getting there for the second year in a row, especially after he did it last year. And I just think he's bound for regression. And that's my number two. The last thing, sorry, before I go, I uh, get on to my number one that I want to mention is Ryan Tannehill also has a two-star schedule. Yes, there's some pe- like, yes, maybe schedules don't matter. But for what it's worth, he has one of the lower ranked schedules in fantasy this year, so he doesn't have a lot of favorable matchups. They have a good defense, so it's not like they're going to be airing the ball out, especially last year when they're already last in pass attempts per game in the NFL. So I just think that Tannehill this year is bound to bust based on his ADP. And my number one bust for this year is Aaron Rodgers. I think he's just getting way too much name value, and that's the only reason that's keeping his ADP afloat. And he's being drafted as the QB 13 right now. 
So Aaron Rodgers averaged 17.4 fantasy points per game last year, which ranked 13 among QBs, down from 19.5 in 2018, and he was ninth of the position in 2018. And I just don't think Aaron Rodgers has a lot of upside anymore with only Devontae Adams there. They didn't add anyone in the draft, and they only added Devin Funches for free agents who opted out because of COVID. Not like Devin Funches is anything special anyway, that's the only guy they added in free agency, and he opted out. And I just think that with only Devontae Adams there, I just think there isn't enough upside for Rodgers to be a top 10 QB. Because especially if you're, okay, Rodgers is being drafted as the QB 13, right? And there's 12 QBs that are usually drafted for starting quarterbacks, which is in 12 team leagues. In 10 team leagues, even worse. But Aaron Rodgers is ranked as the top backup quarterback. And if you're drafting a backup quarterback, you want someone with a lot of upside. The guy that your starter is is someone that you're really going to rely on. And the backup QB is usually going to be, it should be someone with a lot of upside that has a chance to really produce. And Aaron Rodgers produced. He was one of the best quarterbacks in all of fantasy in his prime, but that's back when he had like Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, and Randall Cobb, who are all guys near a thousand yards. And he just doesn't have that anymore. He only has Devontae Adams. And I just don't think that guys like Alan Lazard and Marquise Valdez-Scantling are really going to produce enough for um, Rodgers to be a, a great fantasy quarterback this year. Another thing to note that worries me with Rodgers' production is that they went from second in the NFL in passing attempts in 2018 all the way down to 17th last year under Matt LaFleur. And I think another thing that, that makes me think that they might run the ball even more this year is the fact that they didn't draft a single wide receiver in what was a super deep wide receiver draft class, but instead they drafted A.J. Dillon, who is a bruising running back, which shows they're committed to the run. Even though they already have Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, who are both solid NFL running backs, they drafted a third one. Yes, it could be in spite of the fact that they think Aaron Jones is going to leave next year and they won't be able to pay him, but it's showing that they're committed to the run. And I think they also drafted Jordan Love in the first round, who was a quarterback, which shows that they're they're already planning for the future. That doesn't mean that Aaron Rodgers is going to be bad this year and they're preparing for someone else to take over this year. No, not at all. But when they're not drafting any wide receivers and they don't didn't get any other other pass catching weapons to add this year, I just think their upside's capped. And Rodgers is only getting older. It's not like magically next year he's going to be a top three quarterback because he's one year older. And I think that that is just scary for me. And then another thing is that he ran for only 11.4 yards per game last year, which is down down from 17.2 for his career. And again, like I mentioned earlier, nine out of the top 10 QBs averaged 20 yards rushing or more last year. And Aaron Rodgers hasn't done that the last two years. So I just think his upside is super capped without a lot of passing game weapons. And I just think that people are focused way too more on pass production and the name value. And I just think that Aaron Rodgers' upside is massively capped with the pass game weapons. And I just don't think there's a lot of room for solid production this year. And that's why he's my number one bust this year. So maybe you agree, maybe you don't agree with my list, but... I think that these guys are all guys that are probably not going to live up to their expectations. It doesn't mean they're going to be bad fantasy quarterbacks. I just don't think they're going to be as good as they're being drafted, but we'll see. If you've gotten to this far, thank you for listening. Please leave a review. You already know what to do. 
I hope you enjoyed it if you're still listening, and the next episode should be out on Thursday or Friday. So thank you all. Have a great rest of your day.